Secure Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full informed investment decision. This is your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMV. Now, here's Joe Anderson and Big Al Clopine. Hey, welcome back. Show's called Your Money and Well. How's it going? <laughs> Doing okay? Wish we had some music. We gotta just change this whole show up. We do. We're going dry. It's getting stale. I can't hear music. I'm just looking at <laughs> Al. We're in this cold room. This is 2017 is gonna be a different experience. Different, different year. We, it's we, gonna be a different experience. Okay. The show's gonna be a lot more fun. It's gonna be tight. Okay. It's gonna be jam-packed. I, I we're gonna for be that. prepared. Yeah, uh, I, I think our listeners know that it's it needs an upgrade. <laughs> we've been going off the cuff for ten years. <laughs> Some people say they like that though, but Yeah, four. Yeah. We yeah. used to have like eight listeners. We used now to now we only have four. We lost fifty percent of our listenership. Yeah, I know your mom is one. I we lost my, my mom. No, my, my mom's way gone. Oh, she's out too. Oh, it's totally out. Oh boy, yeah, my mom. I was, was like, "Mom, you listen to the show?" She's like, "I haven't listened to that in years." <laughs> <laughs> Remember I'm... when I was like the financial correspondent for KFMB? Remember I had to do that little oh, that's right. thirty second right. minute deal. Yeah, that that disappeared pretty quickly. Didn't yeah, it? I didn't do a very good job. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not the market guy. We don't believe in timing markets. We don't. I don't want to give that type of information out to the public because right. I think it's bad. I don't think it's appropriate to say, hey, the market does all it does is yeah. either cause fear or people to take action in the wrong moves. <laughs> You're right about that. So yeah, because I mean, right now you'd say, well, the market is up on Friday because of the Trump effect. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole thing was, oh well, China and uh, Janet Yellen. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's noise. It's what we make fun of. Oh, yeah. So we were it's making like, fun of you for a while. I want to get some substance like this. <laughs> Your email questions. All right, Alan, we got some email questions. Got a lot here. I want to bust a few of these because a lot of you uh, probably have the same question. If you do have an email question, you can always email them at info uh, at purefinancial.com, info at purefinancial.com, or you can email Alan or I directly. Uh, we usually get back to your emails within 24 hours. Now... Okay, so here's the title of the email. Okay. All right. Would uh, contributions to our traditional IRA reduce our tax burden? Hmm. Okay, like the question. My wife and I currently have no tax write-offs, and our mortgage is paid off on our home. I contribute the maximum to my 403B, but I have a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, as does my wife. Okay. We have been contributing to our Roth IRAs over the years to neglect of the traditional IRAs. I was wondering... If it would make sense to start contributing to the traditional IRA so we could start to decrease our tax burden every year. Of course, the benefit of the Roth would have tax advantage years from now when I retire. My wife and I are both in our late 40s, and I have about 10 to 11 years before I can even think about retirement. Got it. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a great question because – so he said he's he's contributing max to the 403B. Is that accurate? Well, you just, yes, he okay. did say that. And are they both working? Does that say that or no? Well, no, it does not say that. It, okay. My wife and I are current—they currently have no tax write-offs. They have no tax write-offs. Okay. So, but um, he's putting money into the Roth, as does my wife. So, right. um, I guess only one in, uh, one spouse needs income to do that. Right. That's correct. So, there's there's some limitations, Joe, in terms of deducting an IRA. So, here's what. Here, let me give you mine, and then you can comment. Okay. Because you might have a different opinion. Well, anytime, first of all, I see 403B, that's, that, that is 
either a healthcare provider professional or a school teacher. Right. There's you know there's other nonprofits and things like that that have a 403b. Well, 403b sure. for those that you don't know, it's just the equivalent of a 401k plan. It's a defined contribution plan. You put the money in pre-tax. It grows tax deferred when you pull the money out. Right. It's a hundred percent taxable at whatever rate that you pull the money out at. Right. He's in his 40s, right? I'm in my 40s, so I can relate a little bit. Got it. Okay. So if I'm maxing out the 403B plan, a couple of things here is that he's been putting money into a Roth, and the wife has been putting into the Roth, and he's looking for some extra tax deductions today. Right. I would discourage looking, and because he has a 403B plan, he's he's subject to income limitations, and that income limitation is pretty low. It is, uh, and to do a deductible IRA, yes, uh, that's uh, it's it's phases out between ninety eight thousand and one hundred eighteen thousand of adjusted gross income as a married couple. As a married couple, so if they're both making sixty thousand bucks a year. Year, potentially yeah, they don't even qualify. They don't right? qualify for a deductible. I right. Agree. And if he's only working, then maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe because, so. Because, right. Um, and I think single is what, 60000 Sing- like Single that? Joe is between 61000 and 71000 Got it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let, let's say this. So there's a lot more questions, of course, we would want to ask. Sure. But in my experience, if someone has a 403B, they also have a pension. Right. Would, would 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 that be a fair yeah, that's, uh, I, I guess? I would say that's common. Certainly, more way more common than not. Let's say if he's a school teacher, sure, he's going to have a pension okay. plus his four hundred three b plan. Yes. The likelihood, right? So if he maxes out the four hundred three b and he's in his forties, right? A lot of people in their forties don't even think about retirement, right? Until they hit their fifties. Sure. So if I'm if he's already maxing out the four hundred three b plan um, and putting in Roths, I would say stay Roth for sure. Yeah, I think so. Because that's going to give you the tax diversification that he needs long term, and he's going to be very happy that he did that. Yeah, and there's limitations there too, Joe, as well. And then, of course, with the Roth, if your adjusted gross income is below 184000 uh, now they're in their 40s, so it's $5,500 per person that they could actually put into a Roth. Once it gets above that, by the time you get to 194000 it's completely phased out. So we'll make an assumption that his income or their joint income is below 184000 $4,000. And so, yes, I would agree with that. I think the Roth is the way to go because, as you say, there he's already got a 403B that he's maxing out. And if he's doing this year after year, it's going to be a pretty large balance. By the time he retires, plus his pension, he's going to have a lot of ordinary income. So he's going to want some tax diversification. So the Roth is a better way to go. Here's another thing, too. With a tax-deductible IRA, okay, you get the tax deduction. Let's say if he qualified. So he's asking you, Al, he's like, all right, well... Um, I get the deduction, okay, um, if he qualified for the deduction, or should sure. I stay with Roth? Right. A CPA, no offense, would say, all right, well, here's the math. Here's your tax deduction. It may make sense to get, you know, keep lowering that tax bill. Yeah, because a lot of CPAs uh, look at one year at a time. That's the problem. Here is the problem with that logic to me. Even though the tax benefit might make sense, right? It does make sense. But he would have to save the tax benefit, which I guarantee you most people do what with it? Yeah, they spend it. They spend it. Of course they do. They spend it. So what I mean by that is like, okay, well, let's say you put $10,000. I'm just using this as simple math. You put $10,000 into a retirement account at the 25% tax level. You get a $2,500 tax savings, right? So then what do you do with that $2,500? You save it. 
But what do most people do? Because I got the benefit, I've already spent it. Right. I'm trying to reduce my tax liability at the end of the year so I don't have to pay that much more in. I've already spent the money. Right. So if that $10,000, okay, I got a $2,500 tax benefit, now that $10,000 grows to $100,000, all right? What do I pay in tax, assuming that same rate? Yeah, it's a 25% bracket, so twenty-five grand. 25000 okay. So how about if you did Roth, $10,000 into the Roth, okay, so what did I forego? Yeah, you didn't get the tax deduction up front, so 2500 I lost 2500 Right. but then it grows to $100,000, and I pull it out. What did I save? Yeah, 25000 25000 So, So in other words, you spent 2500 today to save 25000 in the future. And then uh, the engineers out there, they're saying, well, Joe, you have more capital if I get the deduction because I have more money working for me. Yes, I totally get this. I understand. However, you have to save the tax deduction for that to be an apples-to-apples comparison. Secondly, the money's still in the retirement account that it still has to be taxed, right? Right. So we look at purchasing power of those dollars. It's not necessarily what's on your statement. It's how much that you can spend. And if I can reduce the tax liability over a long period of time, that's ideal. And I'm not saying go 100% Roth. I think you want a little bit of all. You want to have, all right, 403B, get some tax deduction there, out of sight, out of mind. Continue to fund the Roths, get some tax-free income. You might have a pension, a little bit of Social Security. Now you can have a secure retirement if you reduce your taxes, take less risk, the money stretches out that much further, and so on and so forth. Yeah, Joe, and I would add this. For a married couple, if you actually have low enough income that you would qualify to take a deductible IRA, by the time you figure your itemized deductions and exemptions, you're probably in the 15% bracket, and it's not saving you that much anyway. Right? I agree with that. I think a Roth is a better way to go. This is your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Welcome back uh, to the program. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Joe Anderson here, certified financial planner, alongside Alan Klopine. Thanks for tuning in. In the email bag here today, I'm answering your questions. That was one email question that took the whole segment. Wow, that was something. Wow. So, um, first-time listener, show's called uh, Your Money, Your Wealth. Get us on iTunes. You can go to iTunes, Your Money, Your Wealth, right there. Uh, write a review. You can say really good things or bad things. We can't tell you what to say. True. That would be like a testimonial. Yes. But you could say, you know what? These guys are awful. I'll yeah. never listen, don't ever listen to the show. You can say, you know what? Not bad. Whatever you want to do. I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth here. I think that, what the last one we got said, love your show, Big Al and Joel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone knows Big Al. Who are you again? Joel? No, Joe. Joe. Self. Jason. Yeah. Is it Jason? Big, Joel. Yeah. John. Yeah. Then everyone thinks I'm Big Al if they never see me. Like we did this the yeah. w- workshop, right? Because you're taller than I. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're like, "Wow, you look a lot taller in person." I was like, "Well, you listen to me on the radio. <laughs> You've never seen me. <laughs> you look a lot taller in person. That's what, not what I expected." Yeah. Uh, okay. How should I start saving now? This is from Jacob. Jacob, okay. Yes, in El Cajon. Okay. I just started my first job, and they don't provide 401ks. Okay. What should I do to prepare for life? Well, don't ask Big Al. (laughs) He'll just put you on his payroll. (laughs) We got some more space, Jacob. Just send me your number, and I'll (laughs) send you you a check. Got me to pay for your car insurance and your your cell phone bill. We'll just put you on the family plan. (laughs) Um... So what do I do to prepare for life and to start saving? 
I heard a Roth IRA is the way to go. Is this something I want? Other than tax benefit, does it grow? Ah, excellent question. Well, Jacob, this is an easy one. Yes, Roth IRA is the way to go. And I'll tell you why. It's because you're young, you're just starting out, you're getting money to a Roth IRA. It's going to grow over your working years. Let's call it 30, 40 years, all tax-free. All that growth is 100% tax-free. Usually, when you're starting out, you're in a lower-paid position, so the tax benefit is not going to be that important. To you, but what is going to be important is 30, 40 years of compounded tax free growth. So, in um, I we get this question, it's like, and I was just teaching um, at Escondido High School, and they were not high school kids, they were um, retired or like adults, adults, right? So, it was adult education, okay. And um, so, this is a very common question is like, well, what can I, how, what, how does the Roth grow? Yeah, sure. What rate of return does the Roth yeah, we do get that receive? Question. Right. And I said, well, anything that you invest in. And so she's like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> she's talking to her husband. And she's like, I love Facebook. Can I invest in Facebook? I go, sure you can. <laughs> you want to see that account blow up? Right. But, um, yeah, so if you want to buy a stock bond, mutual fund, whatever, um, you can do that. Um, you know, if I'm just starting out, there's a lot of, you know, discount, bro- like Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade Fidelity, Vanguard, you know, yeah, mutual so, fund companies. You yeah, can yeah. start with a couple of bucks, a couple hundred bucks, start that, and then just get like a, you know, total stock market index fund potentially. Right. A good thing with a Roth IRA, good and bad, right? Is that if you're young, um, and then I would say most of you listening, this is what you can help your kids with, is that if they start a Roth IRA, they have to have earned income. So if you have kids in college, if they have a summer job, or if they have anything that pays them at least 5500 bucks, you can potentially fund that Roth IRA for your child. If you are just starting out in the workforce and say, all right, well, yeah, should I? if my company doesn't have a 401k, absolutely look at starting a Roth IRA. The money grows tax-free. Another good caveat potentially or bad is that you always have access to that money you don't have to be 59 and a half to take the contributions out of the account yeah so that means you can put up to fifty five hundred dollars in and joe what if that grows to eight thousand dollars you can still take your fifty five hundred out but that growth of twenty five hundred dollars you got to wait till fifty nine and a half right or five years whichever's longer now you got this five-year clock so this is now let's say if i'm 65 years old right yeah and i do that same fifty five hundred dollars it grows to eighty five hundred dollars it's like all right well i put fifty five in it's eighty five now that's a couple thousand bucks. I would have to wait till age seventy right. to take the two thousand dollars out if I've never established a Roth IRA. That's another really good reason for a lot of you to establish a Roth IRA this year for 2016 to start your five year clock. If you don't qualify for a Roth IRA, there's ways to get money in. You can potentially put money into a non deductible IRA and convert it. Convert a partial of a, an a existing retirement account. Start your five year clock because if you <clears throat> We have clients that are in their 60s that never had a Roth, and then now they have a five-year clock to get to the earnings. So the sooner you establish that Roth IRA, the better off you are going to be. Another caveat with the five-year clock is that each conversion have its own five-year clock if you're under 59 and a half. Yeah, it, it gets rather ridiculous. But Jacob, I will say this. Uh, Mr. Joe Anderson gave you good advice. Roth IRA is the way to go. And invest in, you just pick one fund. It's probably a total stock market fund. You may not even know where to go, but you can go to Vanguard. You can go to 
to Fidelity. There's any number of places that have good total stock market index funds that have very low cost ratios, which means more of the ta- more of the growth and return comes to you. Right. Now, if you got a couple thousand bucks, I think that's a good strategy. Yep. All right. Here, here's another one for you before we go to a break. Uh, what are the tax implications of removing part or my IRA to give to my ex-wife? My ex-wife and I separ- um, have separate IRAs. Okay. We divorced in 2014. I kept the house. I owe her, I owe her money um, and several months as a first payment of the value of the home. What are the tax issues I will face by removing a large portion of my IRA to hand it over to her? Oh, that's interesting. Well, there's a couple ways that this could have been done, but at it least sounds like you it, kind of blew it. It sounds like it, at least as the way the question is written. As you, when you take money out of your IRA, there's no choice. It's for you know, it's taxable. It's fully taxable as as income at your ordinary income rates. And if you're under fifty nine and a half, you got to pay a ten percent penalty to boot. What could have happened or should have happened is this should have been part of the marriage settlement agreement. And there's this thing called a quadro, which means you can actually take your IRA and put it in her name, and there's no tax consequence to either party. That's what should have happened. Yep. How many times does that happen? Yeah. Well, not always. Well, I did this, and um, <laughs> can you help me? But I guess I say that for those that are going through this and haven't done their settlement, make sure that you do this through the settlement under a quadro oh, yeah, arrangement. Yeah, get a divorce decree. Yeah. Do it right yeah, instead have, of like. All right, well, get, no, we're we're cordial. Get some get some help because this this stuff is not that I, simple. I don't care if you still love each other. Hire an attorney, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like okay, well, no. Here, I'm taking the house. I'll pay you out of the IRA, honey. Right. Okay. Well, then all of a sudden you're like, well, wait a minute. I just talked to my accountant. He said, look at all these taxes I got to pay. That's not fair. Yeah. She should pay it. Well, maybe you should pay the tax. <laughs> oh, nightmare. Jeez. That's why seek help. Yes. You're like, before you do anything. Now back to your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 AFMB. Hey, welcome back to the program. Uh, show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. My name's Joe Anderson. I am a certified financial planner. I'm with Alan Clopine. He's a CPA. Appreciate you uh, hanging in there with us over the years. We enjoy this program, and uh, we will uh, enjoy it even more next year. Because I need to listen to some music sometimes, Alan. Yeah. That, we need to get some it other gets us, stuff. It gets us pumped up. Remember when we used to have... Um, Signed, sealed, and delivered by Stevie Wonder. We're, we're kind of in a musicless studio. I think it. I think it's probably added, but we just we don't hear it. Yeah, we're in a hot box, yeah. chained <laughs> to read these scripts. <laughs> and if we get one word wrong, we get a lashing. We do from compliance. Okay, uh, go to iTunes. You can get the best of this two-hour program. Boom, cut it down to seven minutes. They didn't. That didn't go over well. I thought that was going to be a killer joke. I know. No one reacted when you said that. I was like, "Hey guys, you know, we've, Al and I have been doing the radio show for about ten years. It's a two-hour radio program. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's there. Probably listened to it once. Yeah. I said, "Hey, check out the podcast. Right. Because what we do with the podcast, we just take the best of, and the podcast usually lasts seven minutes. Nothing. Crickets. Nothing. Crickets. They like your old stuff. They like I know. Your they old like material. The, yeah, they just they can't get enough of the old stuff. <laughs> You're not allowed to have new stuff. I know. I can't have any new material. It's just like, well, now tell me about the old lady again. <laughs> what happened to that? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> they right. love that story. Uh, you got to tell that on the air here sometime, too. Can't get enough of it. 
All right, here we go. Here's okay. another question for you. Will a loss um, on our sold home offset taxes on a 401k withdrawal? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so this is, what's his name? Uh, John. Okay. From Las Vegas. Oh, good. My wife is 65 years old, and I will be turning 65 in May. We are planning to move uh, to La- from Las Vegas to California. Oh, okay. I will have to withdraw 100% of my 401k to put as a down payment to purchase our home. Okay. Then we plan to sell our home in Vegas, which is paid off. All right. We believe that after the sale, we will have a loss. Okay. Would we be able to use that loss to reduce the taxes on the 401k or IRA withdrawal? Okay, great question. And the answer, unfortunately, is no for two reasons. <laughs> the, the first reason is I'm assuming this is the home that you're living in. It's your residence. And a loss on a personal use asset, including a residence, is never deductible. Never deductible. It's just a non-deductible loss. How about it, a second home? Second home, same. Non-deductible. Now, a rental property, different story, because that's an investment property. You have a loss there. And the odd thing about a rental property is, even though it's a capital asset, you get a, you actually get an ordinary loss deduction under Code Section 1231. But on your residence, if you lose money, I'm not saying you didn't have a loss. You had a loss, but it's not tax deductible. But even, let's just say, um, uh, in general... Uh, losses, uh, let's like let's say you have a stock loss and creating a capital loss. Well, that only nets against capital income. It doesn't net against ordinary income, which is what a 401k withdrawal is. So it's fully taxable. But I do have a tip for you, John, which is if if this is your only course of action and you're going to have to create this big tax liability, do it while you're still a resident of Nevada, of Las Vegas, because then you won't pay state taxes. If you if you move to California and take that money out, then it's fully taxable to the state of California. So I think his strategy is b- b- awful. <laughs> it's not the best. John, I'm- what are you doing? <laughs> you don't blow out of everything that you have in liquid assets out of a 401k plan to buy a home. How it- many times have we seen this? I know. They- he will have no clue. Alan, of the tax implications of his actions. Zero. Until next year in April. And guess what? He's going to buy a house, fully pay. He's going to blow out his 401k plan to buy a home <laughs> in California. Now, did it? Did okay, so let's say it's a half a million dollar home. What are you thinking? Right. So you blow out half a million dollars out of your 401k plan to buy a home outright. Yeah. Next year, what's his tax bill? Yeah, probably. Assume he doesn't have any other income. <laughs> <laughs> it's it could be 40 45% of the it could be almost 50% but particularly if he does it in California. Call it $200,000. Yeah. John. So next year you got to find $200,000 to pay the tax. Yeah, where does that come from? You're buying a $700,000 home here. Where's <laughs> where, yeah, where are you going to get the 200,000 bucks? Now guess what? You're probably going to have to get a mortgage on your house to pay the tax when you should have just got the mortgage in the first place. Now, did he say he's blowing through the whole thing or he's or he needs to fund 100% of that? I will have to withdraw 100% of my 401k to put as a down payment to purchase oh, the home. You're right. I missed that fact. That's yeah, that's not a good idea. So then if he if he's pulling from the 401k plan, that means you have no other liquid assets. Right. That's the la- this is again what are you doing? Don't do this. Do not do this. 
Seek advice. Because I guarantee you, how many times have we seen this where people take money out of these retirement accounts, big chunks like this, and they really have no idea of the tax implications? He knows he's going to have to pay tax or else he wouldn't wrote this email. And he's not writing it. By the way, folks, he's not writing it directly uh, to us. It's to Investopedia. Oh, okay. Full disclosure. Full, Full disclosure. Right. And so I did, I did get a free pair of socks from Investopedia for doing this. Are they still? Is it one shot? I, it's deal? just a one shot deal. No, yeah. no I, now I'm I'm a slave to Investopedia. Not... I have to read these questions every week for the next twenty years for one pair of socks. I thought I thought at least you'd be like sock of the month club. Or no, something. just I just Nothing. got one pair. One pair. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Expensive pair. <sighs> You tell me, but I mean, this is the. But this is common. This yeah, is average I, it everyday is, it Joe. Is, it is common. Is that hey, you know what? Look at this. We're, we're let's get out of here. I want to move. Let's buy this nice home. Where are we gonna go? Oh, here we go. Here's a retirement account. I mean, just last week there was an individual that came into our office hypothetically, right? Sure. Wanted to blow out hundred fifty thousand dollars out of his retirement account to buy a boat. Okay. A depreciated <laughs> asset of all things, right? Yeah, that's that would be reserved for someone that has so much money they don't know what to do with it, and don't use your retirement accounts because that's going to cost you uh, a third again as much. Oh, this is exhausting. <laughs> okay, um, here's another one. Will a Trump presidency reduce the tax and regulatory burdens placed on my small business? Ooh, okay. All right, I own a small business in New York. And have recently started to work on our 2017 financial projections. Okay. I've spoken to a number of friends, family, and other small business owners about the ramifications of a Trump presidency. Okay. Although I do not agree with many of his policies, I am hopeful that he will be able to reduce the tax and regulatory burdens of operating a business. When creating my forecast, what should I assume and what should I ignore? Ah, good question. Well... You are right. Uh, Trump has promised to lower taxes and to help smaller businesses and have less regulations. I guess, Joe, as it relates to small businesses, what Trump would like to do is lower the C-corporation rate to 15%, which right now it's 35%. And, and, if, and if this is a small business, it's probably a S-corp or LLC, something like that. Trump has said he wants to make that tax 15% as well. However, when you look at the GOP plan that came out last June, they recommended a 25% tax for small businesses. And honestly, without going into a lot of detail, 15% is unrealistic. So what what I would do personally right now is I would just use the current tax brackets because we have no idea, no idea. what's going to happen. Right. You don't want to forecast your small business right. on you know lower taxes, and then if and, it doesn't happen, it'll blow you right. up. Your and, cash flows. And so if the tax rates actually do go down, and they may, then you'll be in a better spot than you actually thought. I mean, that's how we do things. That's the sensible way to do it because even if t- even if there's a tax rate change next year, it'll likely not take place till 2018 anyway. Yeah, I, I think you want to run it both ways, though, right? You could just say, all right, well, here, let's say if the Trump proposals go through, if the GOP proposals go through, if you use current rates, then you look at, all right, well, here's best case, worst case scenarios, and then you can kind of take a look and just to kind of see what happens. But I think most intelligent business owners kind of work their business on worst case scenarios. Well, yeah, I hope they would. I, I think so too. And, and instead of saying, "Oh man, I really hope this <laughs> hope this happens." Yeah, right. Because otherwise, I'm screwed. <laughs> yes. Right. This is your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. 
Hey, welcome back to the program. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Joe Anderson here, certified financial planner, Big Al Clopine. He is the CPA. Thanks very much for joining us today. Go to our website, purefinancial.com. Get more information there on us. Go to iTunes. And if you want to download or subscribe to our podcast, go to Your Money, Your Wealth right there or Stitcher. I think it's Stitcher, if, wherever you get your podcasts. Right. Um, I got a couple more uh, tax questions for you, Al. Good. What do you got? And then we're, we're going to get the heck out of here. All right. This is interesting. Will I uh, be thrown into a higher tax bracket due to a high ordinary income tax? All right. Well, let's see what they got to say here. I reach age 66 in July, full retirement age, and will continue working. I'm considering taking Social Security retirement at 66 and contributing to a 403B account to increase the balance. Is the entire amount Social Security and wages taxed as ordinary income so that I will be thrown into a higher tax bracket? Is Social Security income counted dollar for dollar? Would it pay me to invest the maximum amount into my 403B? She's got a little three-shot three yeah, here. It's a triple, trifecta. Huh? Yeah, she's got a... She's getting a little greedy with her questions. <laughs> Come on. Do we have a name? No. No, no name. Pat. Pat. Okay, Pat. Uh, first of all, let's let's um, let's take a step back here. If you if you're still working, don't take your social security. Wait until you retire, and hopefully, wait until age seventy because you get so much more monthly benefit every single year that you wait after full retirement age. In fact, the difference between sixty six and seventy is somewhere around thirty two percent higher. In other words, your monthly payment is going to be thirty two percent higher. You're better off just waiting on that. Well, it depends on if you have short life expectancy. True. Yeah. Okay. I, th- there's always a, a flip side, I'm, but I'm based on what I know. I'll put it that way. Uh, yes, I like uh, maxing out 403Bs or to the extent that you can. Uh, but if you do, so take- all right. Well, uh, here's a question, right? So there's a couple. Take your Social Security to max out your 403B. Does that make any sense? No. Why? Because. Social Security, the monthly benefit is going to be 8% higher each year you wait. That's why. Right. And then what's the, another good reason why? Another good reason is is the taxes, Exactly, right? So, right? so it's a double whammy here yeah. where it does it, it's like one of the worst things that she could probably do. Yeah. So here's the way that that works is with Social Security, most of it, depending upon your income level, most of it is taxed as ordinary income. And, and if you're working, you're, it's probably 85%. So in other words, if your Social Security income is, is 20 grand, 85% of that is what, $17,000, if I did my math right. $17,000 is treated as ordinary income and gets added to your salary income. So you're, yes, you're going to be not only paying ordinary income taxes on that, but in all likelihood, it might even push you into a higher tax bracket. So here's what the math that you have to take a look at. Let's just assume that your benefit is $20,000 a year at 66. So if it's $20,000 a year at 66, it would be what at age 70? It'd be, be roughly, roughly 30,000. No, I'm sorry. A thir- uh, 30 to th- maybe 28,000. 28, 30,000 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Is that all right? Well, so you have to look at that differential. But then, if I save the twenty thousand dollars per year, is what she's maybe doing. So if I save that twenty thousand dollars from age sixty six to age seventy, mm-hmm. okay. So I blocked in at my full retirement age. I don't get the hundred thirty three percent increase in the benefit, but I have that money and I'm saving it. So then you have to look at all right. Well, there's twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, right, thousand bucks mm-hmm. that is going into an account. 
Correct. Then you have to look at what that account will grow to and what is that distribution that you think that account can distribute to, to you in a form of income. If you think that income that's distributed from that investment account that you saved that Social Security income is going to be higher than what the Social Security Administration is going to give you at age 70 and more tax benefit, then take it. But you would have to run those numbers. You would. and Does that make sense, or is that just a bunch of mumble-jumble? That was complicated. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what you it, really have it, to do. It, that's the yes, analysis. It, it does make sense, but but number these numbers have been crunched by a lot of different people. In the average situation, Joe, is the break-even point is somewhere around age 79, Not necessarily, but and, Yeah, it depends on the, the, well, the, the assumptions. assumptions though, if, if you're saving versus spending. I agree with I that. I think the assumption of, all right, well, here at age... Um, 70 yeah. is because they're spending, not necessarily saving. If I save it, remember Lloyd Watnick? Yes. And he says, then his advice, this is what, maybe he, eight, he nine said, years he ago. Said, I'm telling people to take it early. Take it early and invest it in a municipal bond, but then that's when municipal bonds were paying 5.5%. Right. You get a tax-free but income Joe, there. there. There's another reason why I would still rather wait on Social Security. It's because it's great longevity insurance in, in a way, right? Which is, you don't know how long you're going to live, but what if you live into your 90s or even hundreds, having that social security at a much higher level is going to be very important as you get older because maybe you're starting to burn through some of your investment assets and maybe you're forced to sell your home. Maybe you don't have a home. Maybe you're renting. It's just a way to help protect yourself for a long life. Did you hear about the kids in the marshmallows? No. It was, I think it was like a Harvard study. No, haven't, haven't heard that. So they took a look at all these kids, right? And then they'll say... You can have one marshmallow, or if you wait, I'll give you two marshmallows. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure that they took the the one. Some kids waited to take two. Some did. And then they tracked these kids for like 30 years. Okay. And then the kids that took two marshmallows yes. versus the kid that took the marshmallow right away. Yes, they had a lot more money. Who do you they? think was more successful? Yeah, the, the ones that waited. Right, exactly, okay? And so um, don't quote me on this. People are going to be looking, well, what Harvard study is that? <laughs> Who is the professor? Patterson made this up. <laughs> <laughs> so I can go, go to our – you know what? I'll, put, I'll, I'll find the study and I'll put it on our webpage. Good. All right. Nice. All right. So you got to go to yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Right. <laughs> That's just a lure there. But so this is kind of the, the same concept in, in a sense. It's like, okay, well, here, I would much rather feel that flush cash flow today. So I'm still working. And guess what? I have another $20,000. You know, I could put that 20000 into my 403B plan, get that thing nice and fat. Sure. Right. And now I'm going to feel a little bit more comfortable. I got, right. Then I retire. I have more money. In, so I could see that mentality. Sure. But if you push, if you don't need the income, if you push it out, right, you're going to get that 8% del- right, delayed retirement credit. It's going to be tax favored. If you live in California, right, the state of California does in taxes, only up to 85% of it's going to be subject to tax. On the federal side. On yeah. the federal side. Mm-hmm. No one's ever complained by delaying their Social Security. Right. Because right? they're, they're still alive and receiving the higher A benefit. higher benefit. If you're dead, you're dead. Right? <laughs> well, I don't want to take it now because I would if I die early. Well, you're dead. You're done. Don't worry about it. It, right? that's, that's the first thing you do in heaven. You do that calculation. Yeah. Darn. Yeah. I didn't break did I, even. Yeah, did I win or did I lose? <laughs> win or lose, you booze. All right. <laughs> wow. Joe Anderson. <laughs> <laughs>